I'm Elia Haber for the Beirut Banyan. Yesterday was the kind of day where everyone went down, not despite of what happened on Saturday night, but because of what happened then. I saw so many people I hadn't seen in a while. I met new people just by exchanging uh, vinegar and all the necessities that were needed yesterday. I met someone who used to demonstrate in zoo. Nowadays, um, that place is no longer serving as a protest area. And I saw her in Beirut where she told me that she needed to be there. This is our conversation. Aurora uh, 29, and I have something, an online store, consignment store. Aurora, okay. um, we were just talking about how uh, business was affected in the last couple of years in Lebanon, whether it's mine, my parents, everyone else's, and now naturally it's getting way, way worse. So one thing I wanted to share with our audience, if they're not aware yet, that this crisis, the economic crisis, has been going on for a while now. Would you mind describing just how it has affected the business that you're in? I actually think it started to uh, get really impacted over a year ago. Uh, the decline started in 2017, but then uh, it increased uh, in 2000, the beginning of 2019. How would you say that you noticed the decline? What what did you start noticing that's changing? Um, the the income, the flow of the liquidity, and uh, even the increase in the purchasing. But uh, recently, after the revolution, people started buying again because they wanted to get rid of the Lebanese pounds and uh, transform them into luxury goods, which they can resell and they have uh, they keep their value. So to my understanding, uh, you also don't live near Beirut, but enjoy coming here to protest whenever you can. Is there a different vibe that you get from Beirut that you don't get from other protests? Yes, of course. It's more revolutionary here. Uh, in Zouk or in Jaladib, which is closer to where I live, uh, it's more about prayers and maybe a little bit of party. And uh, it's more of a friends gathering. Even my parents go because they feel safe there. It's closer to the house and the area is usually safer than Beirut. I cannot tell my mom that I came here, though I'm almost 30, um, because she'll get upset and she'll get an- anxious uh, about uh, the situation in Beirut. It's a completely different vibe. Uh, I stopped coming for a while, because, though I wanted to keep going, but um, people are got disencouraged and they got more scared to come to the protest in Beirut. And, and you were also telling me that um, you insisted to make sure you were here today, despite what happened yesterday uh, afternoon, in the eve, etc. So today is Sunday. Why did you insist to make it here today for the demonstrations? Actually, it's not despite, it's because of. Because of what happened yesterday, uh, and I was in Beirut and I really wanted to come, but it was too hectic and I had a lot of work. So um, back office work, not selling. <laughs> accounting and stuff but uh, I I made sure I came today one more thing we were also discussing while we were in the protest next to the parliament now we also saw many people who were fed up saying that 
it doesn't need to stay peaceful. Peaceful is not necessarily the best way. And I know we kind of agree that we don't share that point of view, but I'm going to ask you this question in a different bit. What would you say to someone, not necessarily now who is very angry, but maybe over coffee, who shares that opinion? How would you counter that argument? What would you say to them? Uh, do not provoke. When you're provoked, you're allowed to um, defend yourself. But do not be the one who provoked, because at the end of uh, you, you'll get the blame at the end of uh, the day. So um, uh, no, I, I prefer keeping things peaceful as much as as uh, much as possible. Uh, upon experience, you uh, you get to see that uh, the one that gets uh, enraged quickly it gets the blame. So, uh, and if you take it at, at a bigger scale, it's the same thing. The more you keep it peaceful, the more you're heard. And uh, then, uh, when it's not peaceful anymore, even when we started to use cursing words, they turned it against us and they divided the population. They divided the revolution. So that's why the numbers are lower now. But you can notice changes in faces. You can see older people and uh, even uh, a different class, a different social class. You can see uh, women wearing Rolexes in Bulgari. This is not something I saw in Beirut at the earliest days. Why do you think this is happening 60 days after? Why do you think those people that you didn't see before, you're seeing them now? After uh, the banks had uh, those restrictions, even the upper class got affected. And even the upper class with the clean money uh, got fed up. They are fed up. They cannot use their hard-earned money. And that's why they're protesting. They want to be heard too. Is there anything else that you've learned in those 60 days that you didn't know either about yourself, uh, your fellow Lebanese, or maybe the country in general? I don't think people can be swayed so easily. That a small propaganda would change so many people's opinions, unfortunately. Um, can you explain a bit what do you mean by that? I can tell by, by my close friends that uh, as soon as a negative propaganda, which I think is, uh, is being uh, set by government gain, and that uh, we are using uh, some stones that reminds them of the civil war or uh, cursing words, and then my friends start saying, yes, they're right. We are not peaceful. Yes, we are not right. And, you know, um, it, they got swayed and uh, their, uh, their revolutionary spirit got um, weak, weakened. Uh, just to be clear, so you don't mind if people curse, but you don't want to curse yourself? This is, uh, this is what you're trying to advocate? No, about the cursing, it is not good to curse, but it's not that big of a deal. When you compare it, when you uh, see what's on the other side, you can see that uh, you are being, you're stopping at a very um, banal uh, point. One more thing I also uh, want to ask you about is how are you dealing with those friends or family members, whether they were sympathetic at the beginning and now they're not, or from the beginning they just don't trust what's going on, they can't put their faith in the change they see on the ground. How are you dealing with those conversations? I have uh, a little bit of both. The people that weren't uh, supportive from the start, I try not to go into deep conversations with them because it's going to lead to um, a fight that I don't want because they're family members and they have been um, 
brainwashed all their lives because of a hope that they are still pursuing, though obviously it is uh, very old. And uh, the other people that were uh, enthusiasts at the start and then they changed. Uh, I try to make them see things differently, but little by little, not imposing my opinion. In a couple of years, if people are looking back at this moment in our history, what do you think they're going to remember or what do you hope they will remember? I hope they would remember uh, how much we're fighting peacefully how much we are being fought aggressively. And I really hope that uh, they will see our... Um, our will, our very strong will. Elia Haber, signing off from Martyr Square for the Beirut Banyan.